Hey, Mara. Andrew. What's going on? You get a divorce again, I heard? Yeah, I did. Want to talk about it? Yeah, I do. All right, ready? Here you go. <laughs> Welcome. To? The. Happy. Never. After. Pod. <laughs> Podcast is one word. I know, but that's why it's funny. <laughs> Oh, welcome to the early morning edition of Happy Never After Podcast with our very special guest. Oh, actually, wait, I'm not going to introduce you yet. Uh, with the Andrew. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Andrew <laughs> Thank you. I'm not special. Nope, not at all. I am special, but not special. <laughs> like, retarded. Okay, and then- <laughs> there we go. There it is. Early morning, retarded word. It's okay. amazing you both got here so early. I'm, I know, I'm we partied like impressed. a rock star last night. Yeah, we had a good time, didn't we? Well, we were on seltzers. Hardcore seltzers. <laughs> yeah, we don't drink. Until, t- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then... Uh, Marshall drank a little too much, ended up in the ER. <laughs> That's the reason. Yes, it is. Marshall was in the emergency room an hour ago. <laughs> and our guest... <laughs> None of my clients drink. They all get custody. <laughs> is Ira Gar, very famous divorce attorney. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you are by far the most well-dressed man that's ever been on this show. Or in this building. Yeah, you're in this building. Yeah. The only one with a job, really. So. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. What's it like having a job? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I worked myself for 35 years. So it's it's kind of not a job. Oh, it's just I'm, a passion. I, I'm like a camp counselor. <laughs> That's where you guys met, right? Camp. Yeah, yep. right. Met at camp. What was right. he like growing up? He I, he only knew me for two years. He was a very good defensive player. Couldn't <laughs> shoot. <laughs> really? Mm. I told you that. No, no, never told me that. No, yeah, you only brag about your basketball. Yeah, you used to talk yeah. about how you're such a great athlete. Yeah, it's weird. And how you were the best now at we camp. Get truth. He is a good athlete. <laughs> and he is a good camper. I don't know. He probably was camper of the week at least once a year. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a Jewish sports camp in Kutcher's. Yeah, he went to Kutcher's. Yeah. And look at him now. I worked yeah. one summer as a busboy at Kutcher's. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Unreal. Yeah, I went there since I was, I don't know, for 10 years. And I was was it Camp Anawana there? Or was it just called Kutcher's? Anawana, Sports no, there were the Anawana and Kutcher's. My little brother went to Anawana for a year when he was like five, and I went to Kutcher's with my older brother. Played basketball, Maurice Stokes game. That's what I. That's why I went up there. Yeah. And Milton Kutcher went to Penn, and I called up when I finished my first year of college, and I said, I need six weeks before I go to summer camp. And he said, come up tomorrow. That's awesome. Yeah, I, Will Chamberlain was at the game. They had... Um, Anthony Mason played in the game. Will Chamberlain was just watching. I saw Will Chamberlain dunk on the the current center at the time for the Knicks. He was like 20 years younger, and Will was like 50, and he still dunked on him. Ugh. Right or left-handed? Two hands. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you from originally? Originally? Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. yeah what country what, do you what, come what, from? What, what country? It's a, you, my, my girlfriend's from Argentina. I'm from Brooklyn. We're both from foreign countries. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> and you went to, where did you go to law school? How did you know to go into law? Or did you always want to go into law? Or were you just Jewish? Or <laughs> You're like, no, no. I can't do doctor. I, actually, I, I was a wasp from Greenwich. No one would hire me. I play Jewish. I'm yeah, like Saul. You're doing really good. I'm, I'm like, oh, you are so, like Saul. You know, no one wanted Ian Garrison. I became Ira Gaw. Business went way up. <laughs> It was great. I am Ira. Right. <laughs> Actually, I, I was pre-med, and uh, I cut up my first fetal pig, and I looked at it, and I got sick, and I said, I have to do something else. Really? So, so I decided I was going to be a sports writer. I worked for the school newspaper. And my last year of college, all my roommates, Jewish, are going to 
medical school or law school. So I yeah. said, can I say this? What the fuck? I'll go to law school. Yeah, you can say you can say law school. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I just sort of figured it was another three years of college, and surprisingly, I kind of liked it. Yeah. And it, I did better Not in law school. Not having responsibility, like as being like having a real career, going out in the world. That's what you liked. I liked that, and we played on the law school intramural team, and we won the graduate division in basketball. So it was a good three years. <laughs> Why are you guys looking at me? What? I don't know. He's your friend. You talk to him. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So I would, I, you guys don't know each other. But I was still little. I was always the point guard. Where'd you go to law school? I went to Temple. I don't know anything about law school. I'm like, oh, yeah, good. Great. You got to take the LSAT. Well, I know that. That's I just got. don't know the rankings You got to probably write a paper at the end, some kind of thesis, maybe. Mm. No, nothing. No, you give them your transcript. You take the LSAT. Maybe you go for an interview. You smile. You wave. Do you sit in the courtroom a lot? You're like I'm Jewish. Do they take you to a courtroom a lot like they do with doctors? They bring you in, no? Actually, there's almost no training for a lawyer <laughs> in law school. I mean, they teach you to think like a lawyer, and you get courses, and then you get thrown into the real world, and you have no idea how to be a lawyer. So your first divorce case, how was that? Like, how nervous were you representing someone? Or the first time you went to court? That's got to be like... I don't know, going in front of a jury has to be pretty ballsy. At the first few times, it's like... I actually some... kind of liked it. My, my firm I worked for when I left... I worked for a judge for a couple of years. And when I... <clears throat> first time I was going to court the night before, we were representing a defendant in a very... It was a firm's client. It was a very small case. It was like a $15,000 case in civil court. They figured they could send me. And they sent me to court, and they said, you have authority to pay $2,000. We were one of three defendants. And we got to court, and then... Judge said, okay, the case is going to settle for X dollars, and defendant A is going to pay 10000 defendant B is going to pay five, and I'm defendant C, you're going to pay five. And the night before, I had studied how to pick a jury, what to do, and I was kind of psyched, so I said, I can only pay two. And the judge says, what do you mean? I said, that's the authority. I'm just a junior associate. I can pay two. He says, well, go call your boss and tell him you're going to pay five. And I said, no, no, I'm paying two. Because to tell you the truth, I don't want to settle. I want to try the case. It'll be fun. <laughs> and the other guys on the other side turned green and they said, okay, we'll take 17000 to settle. And they took the number and I took the two. And when I walked out of the courtroom, the judge called me back to the bench. And he says, young man, was it, were you serious? Did you want to try the case or were you just bullshitting me? I said, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, said, I said, but it seemed like the thing to say at the time. <laughs> I saw her in a Perry Mason. And he, he, yeah. said, he said, I wish you a good career. I think you're going to do okay. Oh, that's awesome. It's true. So you crushed the first time you ever did it. Yeah, I didn't have to do it. That was the point. <laughs> and, and you find as you go along, lots of people go, if we don't do this, we're going to take you to trial. 98% of the lawyers who practice, they couldn't try their way out of a paper bag. Mm -hmm. So the advantage you have is if you're willing to go to trial, people take you seriously. Why do they wine and dine them the first year associates? I don't because I used I bartended in the city and they would have all these huge parties for first years and those f fucking pricks. <laughs> I mean, great guys, great guys. What what happens is, and I think it's only with the really really large law firms, like yes. you know, two hundred people, five hundred people, mm -hmm. national law firms, they go and interview the top students from you know the, the tier one schools, the Ivy League schools, the University of Chicago, Michigan. And they want to make it seem like it's a great place to work. So they, they pay them very well as summer associates or first-year associates. They take them out. They give them dinner. But these kids are working 70 hours a week. 
I mean, they're working 10 o'clock at night on a Saturday night. They don't have a life. If you oh. figure out per hour what so these people So that's their life, are, is that one moment that yeah. they're out. Yeah. Because they got hammered. They got hammered. <laughs> I mean, because, honestly, per hour, I'm probably paying my lawyers better than they are, but everybody leaves my law firm at 6 o'clock, at 7 o'clock. We work like human beings. We want to have a life. When did you transition from, like, regular clients to badass, look at me, I'm Ira Gar, hire me if yeah, you're a you celebrity? Changed, when you yeah. became Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> when did you go or from like, Ian to Ira? <laughs> how, about, how about this? When did you start being a divorce lawyer? And, and, and then we could... In, in, in my first law firm, you know, it was a commercial firm, but they had a few divorce clients, and it was about 1980, and the divorce law had just come into effect. It's called the Equitable Distribution Law. And they said, hey, let's send the kid to a couple of courses. We'll give him the divorces. So my very first divorce, we represented the wife of a guy who had some sort of an auto business, and they got married in the middle of the year. It was a short year, but I wanted to get his records for the whole year to see what he spent. So we subpoenaed them, and sitting there, and during his deposition, this is my good training to be a divorce lawyer, I showed him the records. I started asking him questions, and he said, how did you get the records? I thought I was the smartest. I said, you ever hear the word subpoena? The next thing I know, he jumped across the table and took a swing at me. <laughs> <laughs> Except nobody ever stole the ball from me when I had it. Nobody gets the first shot in. I jumped up, and I said, missed. <laughs> and then I said to the other lawyer, who was about 60, I said, would you please tell your client to sit down? Otherwise, I'm going to kick the shit out of him. And I then ran into my boss and said, I think I need a raise. This is a tougher job. (laughs) (laughs) And did you win that case? We settled the case. Yeah. 95% of divorce cases settle. And in terms of transitioning to divorce, it was, and I was doing a couple of divorces. I was doing mostly commercial work. Then it's a recommendation business. People represent their friends. And all of a sudden I'm doing about 50-50 and a friend of mine was working for a nonprofit organization up in Westchester called Legal Awareness for Women and said, gee, I saw that you're doing divorces. Could you come up and give a lecture to um, a group of women? And I said, it's a nice charitable thing to do. So I went up there. I spoke to 40 women. And do you know what year this was? Yeah, about 1986 Okay. in, in Scarsdale. And it's for charity, not to meet 40 women. <laughs> I, I wasn't looking. I wasn't looking for a hookup. They were a little older than my normal dating range. But I go to high school for that. Yeah. A- anyway, so oh boy. Oh boy. so seniors, seniors. <laughs> See, only seniors in high only school. Senior, only they gotta, they're going to college next year. They're away from their parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. So I, I gave this lecture, and within three days, I get three phone calls. One was the wife of the owner of Archie Comics. One was the wife of the chairman of the International Film Division of Orion Pictures. And the third one was my first real, what you call Wall Street divorce, someone who managed a billion dollars of pension funds. And all of a sudden, the lawyers on the other side were top-tier lawyers, and I was doing small divorces. I was doing divorces for cops and firemen and teachers. And all of a sudden, I'm getting better cases. And then... About 1992, a commercial client of mine comes along and says, I have a client who's going to change your practice. She doesn't want to come to the office. Can you um, go to her home? I said, sure. Who's that? He says, it's Ivana Trump. And I was the last lawyer with Donald. So they said, can we give you the address? I said, I can find the Trump Tower. (laughs) (laughs) 
And that was really a jumping off point because we handled a, a small case against Donald in the plaza. She and I forged a relationship and thereafter she recommended Anthony Quinn's wife to me and then some of her girlfriends and all of a sudden the judges are saying, hey, hi, you got a nice case or you got this and you're meeting the other lawyers and it just, it snowballed from there. I was the same lawyer I was three years earlier, just the clients had more zeros in the bank account. Yeah. Uh, Do you get to go to their future weddings? I went to two of Havana's weddings. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote the prenup. I should be invited. Which one was better? They were different. (laughs) (laughs) One was small, one was big. Are you married? Presently. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. I have been, though. Oh. How did that go? How long was that? They were, I think they were nine apiece. Oh, you've been married two times. I kind of try to get a lot of practice. You know. Did you represent yourself in the divorce? (laughs) 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 Truth is, the first one was easy. It was my college sweetheart. We had nothing. We had a house and a bank account. You know, she kept the Melissa Manchester records. I got Kenny Loggins and we left. (laughs) 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 Uh, The second one was with kids. It was more complicated. Yeah. They usually are. They usually are. When you're on the other side... I mean, you know all the tricks to settle and everything. Is it, I don't know, is it hard to uh, go through it yourself knowing? Did you show up in court and were you like, say this? No, no, we we, we settled out of court because I decided I've seen what my clients do Mm -hmm. and the the stuff they fight over. And um, not to be Don Corleone, I made my ex-wife an offer she couldn't refuse. I said, give me the kids half the time. I'll give you the house. I'll pay every kid expense, and I'll support you for the rest of your life. She couldn't take that as a no. And you're single presently? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But when we finish the podcast, I'm free for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Do you represent mostly? Do you you represent mostly women? I think it's about a fifty-fifty mix. Honestly, after the Ivana thing. I would say my practice was probably 70% women because women... Refer each other. Refer each other. And, and, um, yeah, it used to be... What was the place on 65th and Madison? La Galoo. There were certain Mortimer's, there were certain restaurants Mm -hmm. where the ladies who lunch went and they became my clients. But, you know, after representing certain, you know, better-known men clients... They refer, and I think it's about 50-50. Is it different, representing a man versus a woman? It's different, but I think the distinction, and if we're being serious, is more not man and woman, working person or not working person. Someone who works, pays their own bills, understands what money is, has a different perception. You have a woman who's a business person, she's going to treat her case differently than a woman who's a housewife who's, let's say she's married to a wealthy real estate developer, She's always had whatever she wants. She has a charge account, a bank account, and she's never written a check. So she's scared and doesn't have any perception of what the future is going to be. Mm-hmm. If someone's self-sufficient, it's, it's a different story. And when uh, a lot of times, like my parents were divorced and it took years 
to figure it out, you know? So when, what kind of advice would you have towards people going into divorce, like, to settle and to try to get it done as quick as possible? As, Keep as it opposed friendly? To, yeah, or try to, yeah, because then the kids get involved and then you're going to court and you're, look, it, it just gets fucking ugly, so. All the time. I mean, look, if you think about it, who should make a decision about where your children live? You and your ex or a third person to judge who doesn't know you, doesn't know your family, doesn't know the dynamic. Maybe we'll see a snippet at a trial if you ever get there. Um, you, sh- you, sh- you should, and, and, you know, unless it's a serious custody fight where one person's a drug addict or it's a real tug of war where you feel the children are going to be endangered living with the other party, people should try to work it out. In terms of the money, it isn't like Perry Mason or like a criminal case where there's a surprise witness. You have what's called pretrial discovery. Everybody pretty much knows what the assets are, what the income is, what the expenses are. And I find that people come into my office and in the first hour that I meet them, I can write down within 5 or 10% how the case will come out. Now, it can come out that way in two weeks or it can come out that way in three years after discovery. And sometimes the people are angry and sometimes cases settle when they're ripe, when they're ready. Sometimes the people aren't ready. They haven't really let go of each other. Yeah, but that's a lot of you guiding them. I mean, I, not everybody has an attorney that is so well-versed, I don't think. I no, mean, but, get- but, but and, and they're also, <clears throat> and I'm not speaking ill of other members of the bar. There are some attorneys that are happy to do what their clients want as long as they're paying them. Right. So and, they, I don't think, hourly. Well, but some I don't attorneys, think, don't they want to prolong it and keep getting... A fee? You know, yeah. I mean, you know, theoretically, you would think no, but, you know, there are attorneys who have a reputation for what we call churning a case. I mean, there's, you know, there's so much work that needs to be done, and sometimes they ramp up the animosity. Oh, he had an affair on you. We're going to make him pay. Well, the affair doesn't mean anything because we're in a no-fault state, and fault doesn't matter. Mm. So, you know, the woman comes and says, well, my husband cheated on me, and he beat me, and he's a drunk. And I said, what does he do? He's unemployed. I said, well, you're getting nothing because there's nothing to get. You know, conversely, somebody could come in and say, my husband's the greatest guy in the world. He cooks dinner for me every night. He brings me flowers. He brings me presents. And we've amassed $50 million. And I'm screwing my trainer and my tennis pro. And I said, you're getting half. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's it's kind of a function of what's there. You can't can't get what isn't there. I mean, one of my early cases, I had a woman come in and say, I'm married 25 years. And all my friends say, if you're married 25 years, you get at least a half a million dollars. And they had a rent-stabilized apartment. And uh, the husband had a small law practice. And they had a small apartment in Puerto Rico. There wasn't a half a million dollars to distribute. So I said, where is it coming from? Well, that's what my friends told me. Hmm. I said, well, where did they go to law school? <laughs> also, he was a lawyer? Yeah. So she's never had a conversation about law with him? He was, a, he was what we she call She talked it. to all of her girlfriends and never to her husband? He was a personal injury lawyer. He did oh. slips and falls. <laughs> he didn't do big cases. <laughs> and she may not have talked to him, and that's why they that's got divorced. That's why they divorced. <laughs> Talk to your husband. But, but that is, I mean, there's always a clue. I always call it the bad hair day. It's when, when, a, when a, a woman client comes and says, I was speaking to a few of my friends at the beauty parlor, and they told me that. Mm. They told you what? I should be getting this, or my husband paid me this in his divorce. I said, yeah, but her husband makes seven times what your husband makes. It's not the same. Mm. Are a lot of states no fault? All of them. New, oh. York, New York was the last. We were the holdout. It was archaic. 
Yeah, I'm trying to remember my parents. My dad had an affair, and I feel like custody was given to my mother because that was brought up. But that was in Florida back in 93. I don't know if that would be no fault at that point, but... You know, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, look, what somebody might think is inappropriate or bad conduct can always be brought up because judges are people. They hear it. They form impressions of people. But I don't think it really, it doesn't change the ballpark in terms of the Mm. dollars. I never had a, I've been divorced three times. I never had a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why you're still working. If you had me as your lawyer, you'd be sitting in Palm Beach right now. No, not if you met her husband. Her husband's a real loser, though. You have to choose better. Oh, I know. I you got to get married up. again and then get him I know. as your lawyer. I'm going to. I know. This is a problem. Maybe we should get married Ew, and then no. we'll make money. No. No, for the money. No. Yeah. Neither of us have any. Oh, that's oh, yeah. yeah. yeah you need one, of us, one of the people yeah. involved. You know, the good thing is I'm enjoying meeting you because neither of you would be my clients. Then. <laughs> Ever. Come on, take us on. <laughs> you know, the two words we try not to hear, the two Latin words we keep out of the offices. Pro bono. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, craziest? but let's say you yeah, are a poor yeah. per- Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll- let's, let's talk about crazy stories. Any crazy, like, uh, what do they call it when they bring in evidence or anything? Well, first like- of all, oh, yeah. Anyone tell kill wa- anyone? Tell the wacky luggage story you told me. I-, I can tell you that, but I can tell you, but evidence is, is nice. I represented a lovely older woman. Husband was a dignified businessman. What do you consider older? Well, she was older 23. than I. <laughs> you know, there's older when it comes to dating. There's older when it comes to clients. <laughs> clients, there is no old. No, what, what I meant, no. I was probably in my early, mid-50s, and the woman was, you know, late 60s, and the husband was early 70s, and he was a very distinguished guy. He was a defense contractor. Um, they had an apartment in the city. They had a house in Los Angeles. They had an apartment in Paris. I mean, it was a really... Serious case, and there was good money to be distributed. And the husband had a pension for going to strip clubs. Big deal. (laughs) They're legal. And Who doesn't? Bring your own beer strip clubs or like... Regular top of the line, ones. Yeah. Yeah. He was top, top, top of the line. Bottomless or just topless? Just, just, just topless. Just, buffet so, or no buffet? So, so, shaved or? So, so she was, he shaved, he shaved before the deposition. Yeah. Buffet? So, so, my, so my client was um, obsessed with this. She says, I want you to ask him strip questions about his strippers and his hookers. And, his, and I said to her, we've got $25 million to distribute. Let's say, arguably, and it's not legal, he spent $100,000 at strip clubs. Half the money's his anyway. So he owes you 50000 out of the $25 million. It's ridiculous. So the other side sent us, the, it's called a discovery inspection notice. They can ask for documents. Do you have any financial documents of this? Where are bank accounts? And they said, do you have any um, documents of the husband that were left behind in the apartment? And I open up, she, she brings me a box of things on a green piece of, what is it, construction paper like kids have in school? Yeah. She has taped to it a used condom. Oh, <laughs> how, how long was it? Yeah, how, what how long size was it unrolled? Was it? No, no. It, it wasn't unrolled, and it was nicely scotch taped. So I Xeroxed it, and I sent it to my adversary, and he said, what's that? I said, it's your evidence. <laughs> it's true. That, that is true. It was used. It certainly looked used, Yeah. 
You don't think it was planning? <laughs> oh, I, here, here is a story. Here's a story you will like. Uh, in New York, you can't get what they call temporary exclusive occupancy of a house or an apartment. You can't throw the other party out. Sometimes people have to live together during the divorce unless there's... Cozy. Yeah, yeah. unless there's some bad conduct, which somebody beats somebody up. So I have a client who says to me, you know, my husband smokes a lot of pot and I think it's really upsetting. And, you know, I said, this, this is 2006. What do you mean this? I mean, you've got grown kids. Nobody's in the house. So he smokes pot. Nobody's going to care. No, no. I, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's a dangerous situation. So I come back from court one day and there's a Bergdorf's bag with, with, a, with a, a brown paper bag in there and it has the husband's name on it and it says, husband's pot. And I, <laughs> and I open up this thing and there must be, I don't know how many ounces of like, it's like a lot of weed is in there. Yeah. And I called her up and I said, what am I supposed to do with this? And she said, well, you'll take it to the judge. I said, I can't bring it into the courtroom. <laughs> I said, she says, well, well, you'll tell the judge you have it. And I said, well, how do we know it's his? There's a thing called chain of custody. How do we know it isn't your pot? You put it in a bag and you wrote his pot. I said, get the hell out of here. <laughs> and she's, so now I've got all this pot and I didn't know what to do with you, it. You got to smoke You got to smoke hot box so, yourself. <laughs> I'm one of the most popular people in the building. I gave it to You're one of the handyman in the building. I said, have a good night. You're a dealer now. And, and he, 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 he thanks me every Christmas. He says, thank you. Do you have any more? <laughs> Nice to have a side business to go to. <laughs> but Marshall asked me about a luggage case. Again, case with substantial assets. People are splitting up millions of dollars. And we're just about ready to sign in my, my office. We have settlement agreement. And the client looks at her husband and says, well, what about that piece of luggage from Innovation Luggage that you took on the last vacation with your girlfriend? I want it back. And he looks at her and says, get fucked. And she says, no, no, I'm not settling if I don't have the luggage. And we're going about... 10 minutes on this, and I finally said, done, we're settled, we're finished. And she says, we're not finished. I said, we are. And I pulled her out, I said, innovation luggage is eight blocks from my office. We're settling the case, we're going down the street, and I'll buy you the piece of luggage. And she says, why would you do that? I said, well, I don't know, your husband's paid me about $110,000 to do this case. I can handle a $900 piece of luggage, but I'm not spending all afternoon fighting over it. Mm. But seriously, I mean, people get, I mean, if we turn... It's not sentimental. If we, if we get lost, they don't want to let go. The case is over when you sign it. And sometimes they find, I think psychologically, and now I'm being serious, they find a reason not to let go. So they oh, hang yeah. on to a little detail that has really nothing to do with the kids. It has nothing to do with how well they're going to live. It's just, it, it's a sad moment because the person who doesn't want the divorce or who wants it less never feels satisfied. There's like a tell at the end. Yeah. yeah. Well, they still have. I a, was always like, "Hey!" No, no, but but I've seen people who I've seen people who sincerely yeah. who, who didn't talk to each other through the pendency of the action, said they hated each other, and when they signed the agreement, all of a sudden they look at each other, they hug and cry, and walk out of my office. It it, it, it it's it's a very emotional thing for some people. Well, it's like a bonding moment, also. I think I did that. What do you yeah. mean? I mean, I slept with my first husband the after, night before. After, b- before the, the night, marriage or after? The, <laughs> the night before and after. During after the you got divorce. Yeah. You know, you know, you kid me about being Jewish, but it's like sort of the story about... <laughs> I'm Jewish. It's well, like, yeah. it's I'm like Jewish. The, the Jewish girl. <laughs> We're all Jewish. The I'm not Jewish. The Jewish girl. 
the night before her wedding. Yeah. Coming out of the the hotel, big smile on her face, and her girlfriends all come up to her and say, "What what happened? You, you seem so happy." He says, "She says, I just gave my fiance one of the great blowjobs of all time." She says, "What are you smiling about?" She says, "The last one he'll ever get." <laughs> 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 yeah, no, but Mara blew them all the time. Uh, yeah, for, yeah, for every just, day I'm they not, were married. I'm not yeah. Jewish. For every 17 days they were married. And that's why I job. wanted to sit closer to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, you, I mean, you look nice, but your tongue can't be that long. So. <laughs> no fault. I dislocate my jaw. It's, a, it's the thing. Anyway. Like a snake. Uh, <laughs> what, um, so you slept with the guy the day after? Your, Before you got, and after. Yeah, we rented a hotel. Was there we something were, attractive? We was there something attractive about the guy? The fact that it was over, that you knew you were out. I think so. we were both drunk. Oh, yeah. Sort of like last night. <laughs> yeah, we were hard on seltzer. Actually, we don't. Yeah, we yeah, don't drink we these days. Yeah, our party days are behind us. Not like Marshall, though. Marshall. <laughs> I want my party days to come back, but yeah, yeah, he's out. He's over them. We'll see. We'll I'm see. going to New Orleans next weekend. So. New Orleans is great. <laughs> yeah, I went to Tulane. Yeah. One of my associates went to Tulane. Really? Yeah. How old? My she, name. She, she, it's, it's a uh, she. she. Ooh, oh, look at me assuming single? it's a man. I what know, an asshole. What an I asshole. Am. All of my associates are women. Ooh. Really? Mm -hmm. Do you have any single ones for Andrew? I don't have a job and uh, I pick up That's dog perfect. shit when I don't do this. <laughs> you got it? Oh. Um, what a sell. What a sell. The yeah. single ones are involved. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Now they are. Now they are. <laughs> they haven't met you. I know. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> My brother's rich and he might get divorced now. Hey. Did, yeah. you, did you have a good time at Tulane? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Tulane. It, it was too much fun. New Orleans is a crazy city. It's a tough place to go to school. I mean, I, I think it's amazing. I mean, you go on Royal Street, you know, nice stores and nice antiques, yeah. and you go over to Bourbon Street and you see 17 strip clubs and dildo stores and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's I heaven. love New Orleans. It's heaven, yeah. And it has a nice smell to it, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. You, you got to be fucked up before you get to Bourbon because there's a weird throw-up smell. But there's, like, good music on just oh, on yeah. the bars on the corners yeah, and it's stuff. The it's a good. great city. Yeah. It's a great Tulane was a great school to go to. Beautiful school, Different too. kind of law there. Napoleonic code down there. It's, it's real lawless down there. They have city. duels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> they really do. Like, you can't really get in trouble. Everyone's been arrested, but you never get in trouble. At least that's what I told my lawyer or my <laughs> parents. I got arrested one night for a fight. And uh, this guy, Freddie King, was the Tulane lawyer, and he got off 40 people at a time. That's how, you know, you'd go, you spend $300 for Freddie King, and he's just, it's annulled. You never hear about Eric Sponge. Freddie's not working in my office. I know. I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah, you don't do forty at a time. <laughs> we don't do forty at or a time. Three, he doesn't okay, even but know let's what say you are poor, is. right? And the, you, oh, yeah. we joked about the pro bono, but like, what you know, our listeners probably aren't that rich. Uh, what 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 do they do in regards to getting good representation if they want to get a divorce? They're bang they, for their buck. It, it really it, it depends. There there are you know there are there are good lawyers who don't handle high profile cases, and if you're really or there's what's called an 18B. It's it's, it's There are court-appointed lawyers for people, and sometimes it's young lawyers who are trying to build a reputation and get experience. But the reality is justice isn't always fair, and you probably do better if you have the money to get a good lawyer, just like <laughs> you probably do better if you have the money to get a better doctor sometimes. And it's it's it's, it's a reality, and it's, it's, it really is, you know, if I step back from it, it's upsetting because... I sometimes think I liked my clients and I liked what I was doing better 
when I handled smaller cases because the people were real, the people were appreciative. But some of my clients, I'm a plumber. I'm just a high-priced plumber, and I'm like the, I'm like the butler. They're just paying me more. I work for them. You know, some, some people are very nice and, you know, they have a friendly relationship. They treat you nicely. You're the lawyer. And some people, you are just the hired help. And when I represented policemen and firemen and teachers, they gave you a certain greater degree of respect. They said, thank you for handling my case. Mm. So it, it's just the way it is. Do people WebMD you? Do they come in and say, I read this and... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, interestingly enough, we, we, we're just cleaning up the next couple of weeks. We're going to jazz up or clean up the website. I don't think people at this stage in my career hire me because of the website, but everybody can Google. So, if, if you know, say you're recommended to a client, mm -hmm. they're going to check your web. They're going to check who you've represented or what your background is or who you are. So, yeah, I've had people come in, a guy said to me, you know... Hmm. I'm picking you because I like that green tie in the in the website. It's cool. <laughs> Brought out your eyes. I, it, it did. And I, and I said, I said, I said, thank, thank Charvet for that. Just give me a retainer. <laughs> now with Trump being president, now I mean, you representing Ivana. I mean, have people that has helped you, or does that I, does it do I, anything I, with your business? Or yeah, I mean, it does to the fact that. Um, it keeps you it keeps you current. For example, I don't remember, it was a month or two ago, I forget who, I think it was maybe it was the Carmelo Anthony was separating. Mm -hmm. The Daily News called me up and said, do you have any comment? No, mm -hmm. I don't know anything about the Carmelo Anthony divorce. I know he shoots too much and doesn't pass, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's tra he got traded. Tra or were no. you involved in that? No. <laughs> no, but, 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 you know, they just wanted the comments. So the next day it says, you know, celebrity lawyer Ira Gara, Ivana Trump's lawyer Ira Gara says this. Yeah. So representing, you know, a high-profile client is, is always good for, for an attorney. And it's interesting, you may not have made a lot of money on the high-profile client because you may have settled quickly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I read that they they were trying to get Trump's like divorce, like they wanted During it to be public, election. and uh, you guys were like, "No, we're not doing that." So like, you can just tell want... us the details now. It's yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> you could just <laughs> yeah. That's just... why we got you on here. If you could <laughs> just give us the scoop. This the, the scoop How is how big is Donald's just penis? Just between us. <laughs> <laughs> the, the scoop is that the New York Times did a very poor job, uh, uh, seriously, in, in writing a set of papers where they said. In the Cal Ripken case, and in this case, and in this case, and in this case, they opened up the files. Except in every state that they cited cases from, the files are open. New York, since 1847, files are sealed. So we really, I can't brag about it because it's not our great lawyership. It's the law was the law. We should have won. The files are sealed. This is a private matter. It's nobody's business what happens in someone's divorce. Do you think it would have helped him not get elected? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think? Well, people already know that he's, you know. I mean, orange. No, but I mean, I mean, I mean, in all seriousness, it, it, that was one of the arguments that we also made in the papers. Is nobody understands why someone votes for someone. I mean, it may be something they said, something they like, something they dislike. So, if somebody is an ardent supporter, and there was bad stuff that they found in the file, that wasn't going to change their opinion. They were voting. Yeah. The way they were voting. Or if they didn't like Hillary, they were voting one right. way. 
after they heard what he said to Billy Bush, it's not like if they read, oh, he was, you know, he didn't come home a lot. You know, no, no one would care. Him and Marla hanging out. And Mar Largo. My dad got married at Mar Largo. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. That's a romantic it was his second story. wife. Yeah, it was really nice. <laughs> it's a beautiful place. Yeah, <laughs> it really was nice. It was nice. It yeah, looks I, great in all the Trump president pictures. Yeah, I'm trying. No, no, no. It, 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 you know, it was they. That was their, that was their home before he turned it into a club. It was Marjorie Merriweather Post's home, and they bought it. It was like some hundred something rooms, and he smarty turned it into a club. It's a be- It's probably the prettiest or, piece yeah. of property in Palm. Palm Beach. He's made insane. Like the value of that, of what he bought it for, is insane. I think it's one of the most. It has to be one of the most high, valuable yeah. pieces of property in South Florida. Yeah. What about prenups? <laughs> it, it's funny. It, it, you know, <laughs> I've been doing this a long time. When I first started practicing, the prenups you did were generally older people, a second marriage where they had children to protect and they were protecting what they had. Now, because People have such meteoric rises, let's say on Wall Street or show business, you can have one movie and all of a sudden you're making lots of money. We do a lot of prenups and a lot of prenups for young people because they want to map out something in advance. And, you know, it really doesn't have to be unromantic. It's just it takes a lot of the edge off of people if they ever are to to get divorced. And they don't have to be unfair. So you can protect future income? Yep. In a, oh, Wow. Wow. Does it ever break anybody up? Have you watched that? I've seen people fight over it. They do a prenup, and a day or two before, somebody walks because they don't like the terms of the prenup. I had friends that signed their prenup post-marriage. People, that- do, people do that sometimes, oh. too. What they, they do it's called a post-nup. Basically, there was a rush to get married, mm-hmm. and they're going to say, look. I'll say to a client, look, don't kill yourself before the marriage. We can do a post-nup next month. And let's say if I'm the person who wants the prenup, let's say it's the guy... I said, if she doesn't sign the prenup and you don't want to be married, you don't have any legal exposure after a one-month marriage. You haven't accumulated a lot of assets. She's not entitled to any support. So go get married, have a good time, and come back next month. Don't, don't sweat it. Got it. Interesting. A post-nup, huh? Post-nup. Never heard of the, a post-nup. The, the problem with the prenup is the person who's most willing to be insistent on what they want and walk away from the marriage has the leverage. In a divorce, you're always looking over your shoulder, what would a court do? Mm-hmm. But prenup, you can do pretty much whatever you want. So if you were coming in for a prenup and you got a bad prenup, I would tell you to tell your fiancé, if you ever want to get laid again, do not give me this prenup. <laughs> <laughs> that's your best leverage. <laughs> that, that's, and good and conversation. That's very <laughs> and, and really good conversation. And that's very good <laughs> legal advice, and you will be getting a bill tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> Send it to sound loud. <laughs> Has anybody ever fought over? Uh, we're going to go into our pro, our sponsor. Has anybody uh, oh. ever fought over sheets before? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen that? Only Freda. No, no, <laughs> no. I haven't seen. It. But you know, people have. Oddly enough, they'd have dog clauses, visitation clauses. Visitation clauses are for their dogs. Yes, people are attached to their dogs. Yes. I would never give up my dog. But no, people have fought over um, China and, 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 you know, silverware and stuff, which I think is idiotic. I mean, it's, it's, it's replaceable. All replaceable. It's all replaceable. But again, that's the, that's the emotional thing. But you also, know what is irreplaceable? To- Brooklyn and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> what? That was good. Yeah. That was, that was very... That's a really good segue. You guys are really experienced. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't our, yeah, this is only our second day doing this. I know. So, 
we're not very. We're very honest about it. Yeah. But they are great. They are great. My girlfriend works there. They became our sponsor, uh, and I love them. I have some. Um, you want to go? We no, go, ahead, okay, go ahead. We'll go back and forth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like when you do it together. Okay, good. Ready? Just go. Just go. <laughs> you have a better voice. I love my Brooklyn sheets. Try these sheets and I know you'll love them too. <laughs> Brooklinen.com has an exclusive offer just for my listeners. Get $20 off and free shipping when you use promo code HAPPYZ at Brooklinen.com. In fact, Brooklinen is so confident that you'll love their new sheets that they offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime time warranty on all of their sheets and comforters. There's no reason don't do that to me. <laughs> There's no reason not to give these sheets a try. The only way Thank to you. get $20 off <laughs> and free shipping is to use promo code HAPPYZ Happy at, at brooklinen.com That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N dot com. I didn't have to look at it. Promo code Happy Z. Brooklyn. These are the best sheets ever. You know what? I had to look at it and I knew how to spell it. Well, you spelled Hello Tushy. H-L. Why are we doing that one now too? No. You know, they must be good because I've never had a client tell me I have Brooklyn and sheets. <laughs> that was great. That was excellent. Oh, you were great. definitely getting wow. billed for I that. I know. <laughs> I'll send you. I'll send you half my sheets. <laughs> Clean the top. No. Oh, no, you want it dirty, you animal. <laughs> <laughs> they don't stain. <laughs> We actually talked about this thing. She I gets know. white ones. She's crazy. I get white ones just so I can bleach them. I have a dog. Yeah. So, yeah. Who I got in the divorce. We were talking about what's the best <laughs> color sheet for stain-wise. Cream? Yeah, what do you think? Cream beige? Yeah, they're all going to have that crispy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, when I was a teenager, I always used to wonder what my mother thought I was doing at night. She did the sheets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't bring in paper? Oh, I have man. a dude crashing on my couch, and I was like, do you want me to just drop your laundry off also? And he goes, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I don't, I'm going to step away from this one. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was I'm worried. never going to leave my room. I was actually worried about a couple articles of clothing that I was like, oh, they're going to judge me. That got that was a weird night. That got weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You get lazy. There's a t-shirt by the bed. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's my, uh, so the single woman, they're the, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> the women that work for you. Uh, okay. no. Women that work for me are lovely. Yeah. They are Attached. Okay, gosh. Are you going to get married again? I don't know. Hmm. I'm with the same person for eight years, and she seems to think if it isn't broken, why fix it? Oh, We're doing great. just fine. Good. Do you guys live together? About half the time. Hmm. It's actually, some people find it an envious relationship because we have our own space. We spend our weekends together. We vacation together. We go to important events together. And, you know... I can watch the Cavalier Net game one night and she's not interested and she's home doing something else. How often do you two communicate a day? Maybe once. Once? Yeah, sometimes twice. I don't know. I mean, we check in and do we don't text? see each other. Do you text? I'm not a texter. No. Yeah. So, you f- so you have a phone call? Yes. Oh, like a real I think man. one phone call is like 50 texts. I don't, I know. I was dating somebody and he, wouldn't, he doesn't text me. <laughs> I'm like, just text me. Would you, but if he called... You'd like to hear his voice? I would love to hear his voice, like once a week. 
I don't have time for a lot of phone calls. Some people hate phone calls now. That's why you're staying single. <laughs> <laughs> How often do you think? Do you check in with Lori every day? Once. Once a but day. But we drive home together. So we have a lot of time to and talk about. And you drive here together or no? No. Not very rarely. Mm. Very rarely. We did last week once. <laughs> Best thing ever is that he has the emergency room bracelet still on. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> he was it, hammered last night. I wasn't hammered. <laughs> we think you have a problem. Oh, we oh, also I have a, I have a drinking here. problem. Yeah, yeah, actually, okay. I'm a lawyer. We're all What's here. The best way to have an intervention. <laughs> yeah, exactly what I have is a fucking. Is it true that women go through more lawyers in a divorce? Like my ex went through four lawyers before we settled, and I was told that's very common. It's an interesting question. I, I, I'm not sure, but if I think now back about it, I think women do a little more shopping for lawyers and maybe they do switch. They may be a little more fickle and I don't say that. Why do they do that? It's, I think it's sometimes it's the, the one who doesn't have the money, if they're not hearing what they uh. want to hear from the attorney... They want to go it's elsewhere. It's like dating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I find it someone was. to protect them. I mean, I, I spent part of last week with a woman who's going to get a, a great deal of money and by any standard, and she she's thinks. disappointed she's, because, because she has a perception that most of the women who don't work, I've never had a woman come with this, and my husband makes less than this. They always think he's making more, he's hiding money, you haven't yeah. found it yet. Yeah. I had a case where... Um, we were settling for a very big amount of money, and the client said to me, but you haven't found his hidden assets. And I said, what hidden assets? He's in the real estate business. They get K-1s. They get tax returns. They have investors. He's not in a cash business. He doesn't sell pizzas and put you know, $1 in the, in, in, in the till and one in my pocket. I said, there aren't any hidden assets. She says, everybody who has that much money has some hidden assets. So I finally said, well, I guess if they're hidden, I won't find them either. <laughs> <laughs> so... We parted ways because I didn't really? find it. Yeah. And she went to trial and got $8 million less than I could have settled the case for. <laughs> oh, wow. That's crazy. That's ego. That's a lot of money. That's, a, that's to leave a lot on of, the table. Yeah. A lot of money. And, you know, it's like, again, people just have the perception you haven't found everything or there's something hidden or there's a bank account. And they just may not be. Also, it's kind of strange to think about that because we talked about, like, if you if we... When we make our first million, what are we going to do? And I said, I'm probably going to buy a Tacoma. I don't know. And then he was like, I'll probably get rent my own place. I was like, we're just simple people. <laughs> we're just so, we're like, that'd be exciting. Yeah, just to have a million. <laughs> 20 grand would be fantastic. <laughs> you know? Do you, do you want a loan? You want to go shave today? I, I mean, mean I'm looking like... at you. I mean, I think your suit probably costs eight. So. <laughs> Eight dollars? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you've been fired. What's your craziest craziest firing? You got punched your first one. Yeah. That was your Well, that thing. wasn't your client, but I, I you know we haven't been fired or let go or I haven't had that many people switch, but sometimes it's just really it's a philosophical dispute and more often than not. We've said to a client, I don't think we're the right fit. Maybe you should find somebody else because, or they want you to take a position that you can't take with a straight face because one of the good things about being experienced and having a nice reputation is the judges accord you a certain respect. The bad thing about that is 
you can't fuck around because if you go in and make a ridiculous argument before a judge that knows you, they'll pull you in the back and say, <laughs> hey, Ira, what are you doing? <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, you're coming in and saying, your client, the wife, should get 50% because she made a great contribution. Last week, you represented the husband and said, the wife should get 10%. It's not going to work very well. <laughs> yeah. You have to have some... Some measure of consistency. I do that with my personal. I'm a personal trainer. I fire. I've fired my clients before. I'm just like, this isn't working. This isn't going to work at all. Mm. We have personality issues. I show up. You don't. So. I got good personal trainers for you. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> clients. No, 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 no. People I work out with. I mean, I'll give you good. <laughs> no, I am a personal. She trainer. is a, well, she is a personal yes. trainer. Yeah. That's Whoa. how I met her. Yes, I trained Marshall. I train, and I do Pilates. Oh, you do? Absolutely. Where? In my house. Somebody comes. We have the mats. Oh, I have the bands. Bougie. Very bougie. Do you have a reformer? What? Do you have a reformer? They, they're getting me like a mini reformer that I'm oh going to put on. Oh, my God. On, yeah? you, how big is your apartment? <laughs> <laughs> it's big. <laughs> do you ever, not, not that big. <laughs> do divorce, big. Big for New York. Do divorce lawyers ever do deals like uh, people who do injury law? Like they get a percent or it's you just can't. retainers? It, 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 it's it's a, against the canons of ethics. You can't you can't take a contingency. And that, that's why sometimes you settle a case for some very wealthy people very quickly and they go, wow, you must have cleaned up. We just get paid hourly. Yeah. Mm. Oh, wow. So that's why I said we're, we're, we're plumbers. But, and maybe not higher priced. It's like I remember when, uh, you know, I had my first house years ago, like out in Woodmere, it was like 1980. And I hired some plumber to come in and you know, did something in the toilets and gave me a big bill. I said, Jesus, what, what is this? What, what do you get an hour? I said, you get more an hour than I do. He said, he said, what do you get an hour? I said, I don't know, if it's 300 an hour at the time. I said, 300? He says, yeah, that's what I got when I was a lawyer. Now I'm a plumber. <laughs> so I'm always thinking about potential career change. <laughs> Andrew, are you going to be a lawyer next? Um, no, I'm going to be a plumber. <laughs> it's a good choice. I'm already working with dog shit. It's just a one step. It's a bagel store. I want bagel store. To run stores. a bagel store? Bagel store. What would you name it? I don't know, but you know, it's like uh, it's a lot of cash. You want that bagel store? <laughs> <laughs> you must have represented a bagel store owner. <laughs> well, he's Jewish from Brooklyn. That's true. That dream is a bagel store. You know. I just don't. I mean, I just eat the free bagels here. Those they taste good. They're yeah. good bagels. Where's your favorite bagel to get in the city? I mean. You mean particular bagel store? Yeah. Yes. yeah. I mean, do you have a bagel in mind? Like Second Avenue Deli? I'm not, I, no, I mean, I, I like a garlic or an onion bagel, but I just don't have it. it although it's amazing. It's a, I don't want to do commercials, but my office is two blocks from Essa Bagel, and I got to tell you, on a Saturday morning, they're online. I can't send... Who the fuck would stand online for an hour to get a bagel? There's 25 bagel stores in three blocks. Yeah, I live and by they, Bergen. Same what? thing. Yeah? Same thing in Brooklyn. There's just a big Bergen. line. All the way really? out. It's, yeah, it's like insane. I'm like, go to Marshall's office. They're free. <laughs> does, does, does that mean I get one before I go to court you today? Yeah, you yeah. definitely get a bagel. Absolutely. Should we, should we do... I knew this would be remunerative. Yeah. <laughs> That's your fee. Um, have you ever used a bidet? Have I ever used yeah. a bidet? <laughs> I've, had, I've had one in my apartment. Have you? Yeah, but I haven't used it. Why not? Wait, what? They're, they're life-changing. You, you don't even have to shower. You could go, bidet, 
court. <laughs> Wait, you have a bidet Splash in your apartment, but you don't you don't use it? No, no, not in my current apartment. In, in, in a condo I had before that, it was, oh. it was a new construction, and the master bathroom had a bidet. But oh you, you don't want to go to court with wet balls. Are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, no, it's like you do. You do because you do. You, we have a... <laughs> Uh, it doesn't I wet walk your balls. I everywhere with yeah. wet balls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bet it doesn't do it to you. No. No, so you wet from the inside. Okay, all right. Just having fun. No, we have a... <laughs> <laughs> we so it's, no, hello.she.me is our sponsor, and it's a bidet company. And uh, you they love to go anywhere. It doesn't wet your balls, actually. I'm letting you know. It doesn't? You spend a lot of time that, on a bidet? Well, it we depends where, do. where are your balls in this scenario. You know? Like our I have a bidet in my tiny yeah. apartment that I can't fit a reformer in. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, and I stand outside the You're door. You're nice. You can come see work out at my place. Oh, we have thank a, you. We have the room. Thank you. Can I bring my clients there? Yeah, you can. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> They're women. <laughs> so if you go to hellotushy.me and get yourself a bidet, use the promo code HAPPYBUTTHOLE. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hellotushy.me, promo code HAPPYBUTTHOLE. And I promise your wet ball, you don't have wet balls. <laughs> I know you mentioned wet balls, but no. It only gets, it, it, it's direct. It's very direct, right to the butthole. You know, I promise I, you. I can see that this course has gotten higher and higher in terms of quality. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're old. Yeah, you, sorry, that was you, a you up. You, you up early. It starts to disassemble after when you get about eight forty-five. <laughs> that being said, go get yourself a bidet. They're great. Please, shits and sheets. That's shits what we're all sheets. about. That's what we're all about. Law, shits and sheets, and divorce. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Yes, it's been. A, it's really a pleasure. Where can they see it's, that green it's tie? Been, it's been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we didn't blow your mind with our intellect. No, it's it's okay. It's okay. Uh, where can we find your your beautiful tie? Your website? My, my website? It's on the website. Yes. The tie is on the website. Do you, One, is there an address <laughs> to the website? iRegar.com? If you just Google me, it'll, it'll show with I'll, the tie. He's 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 being uh, elusive. I'll put it, I'll tag him. Right. I'll put it yeah. up. Marshall, where can we find you? Soundlaunch.com. <laughs> I like that. He sounded like really like. I know he's really trying. Soundlaunch.com. <laughs> I just got out of the ER. Soundlaunch.com. <laughs> I just lost a kidney. Soundlaunch.com. <laughs> Somebody, you know where my liver is? Soundlaunch.com. <laughs> I have a drinking problem. Soundlaunch.com. <laughs> I was wearing blonde wig all night. Soundlaunch.com. <laughs> Yeah, you were wearing a wig. Yeah. It wasn't a wig. It was a Viking hat. Marshall was wearing the wig. It <laughs> had little piggy tails on the it. The hair was and he kept going. He kept going, where is that? <laughs> you know, that's why they didn't let him start camp. When he came out in one of the girls' outfits, they didn't let him play basketball. It was, that's why he never learned how to shoot. Right. <laughs> good on defense, though. That's good on defense. Good. Yes. Yeah. All right, you can find yeah. me at Andrew T. Collin on Instagram and Twitter. Yep, Thanks. and you can also find us at Happy Never After Podcast on Instagram, HNA Pod on Twitter, and you can also follow me directly at Mara Merrick. Thanks, you guys, for listening. We'll see you next week.